past few years, we've heard the term free agents and been told we would all need to become one in order to succeed. The recent economic structures have helped to promote this concept as reality. Where do we get the tools to take control of our career path in the present and future? Welcome to The Career Confidant with your host, Marie Zimanoff. Marie and her guest experts are here to provide you with the tools you need to move forward and achieve your career goals. Now, here is Marie Zimanoff. Hello and welcome to The Career Confidant and we're glad that you joined us here today and we have another excellent guest, Robin Schlinger, who's going to be talking about how to find a federal job. And this is so important, Robin, because as we're in the pandemic and in a transition time, there is still opportunity in the federal government. So thank you for coming and sharing with us today. You're welcome and I'm really happy to be here today and help folks try to get federal jobs because there's still many jobs available in the federal government and they are hiring. Yeah, so you are a federal resume writer. You've been doing this for a long time, since 2001, and you've written for people who are going for all different types of jobs, which we'll talk about here in just a minute. But let's start just by thinking about why someone would apply for a federal job. What, what does that opportunity look like? It looks like a job that's pretty stable. In fact, a lot of people even, well, before the pandemic, were seeking out federal jobs because it's always been viewed as more stable than folks outside the federal government, and it's been that way for a long time. So it's a good job. The benefits are great. I mean, you're going to get health care, time off, many times relocation, you can get promoted, and so it. And it's unless you're moving up to the higher ranks, it's a forty-hour work week for many jobs, and very predictable. So, in that sense, for people who like security, it's a great job. It's also a great place to have influence on what happens in the country and world, depending on what kind of jobs you get, and. Most career fields, surprisingly enough, may have a federal job available for you. So it's not just a few career fields. It's many career fields where your skills may be a fit for the federal government. In addition, if you were with the military or something like that, then that is another way that it really can work well for you because your service in the military can give you a heads up in getting a federal job. Yeah, and so there's a lot of different types to look at, which I want to dive in a little bit deeper. But then I I think when we think of a federal job, oftentimes people think about Washington, D.C. But there are federal jobs everywhere across the U.S. and even some abroad, right? There's jobs all over the world for federal. A lot of them are in the U.S., but right now I'm actually working with somebody who has a job, who is working in Canada, for example. So I'm working with somebody in Canada. I've worked in the past with a lot of people in Germany, Japan, Korea, Iraq, all over the world over the years. Actually, even Africa, anywhere in the, anywhere in the world, essentially. I've worked with people on most continents. Yeah, and I shared a statistic in the promo for this show that 75% of the federal jobs aren't aren't in D.C. And I think the next highest place was maybe Texas or California, and Colorado is pretty high on the list because they have some of the agencies headquartered there. So there's just a lot of different opportunities. So tell us about some of the different types of jobs that you've worked with people who are applying to the federal positions. I mean, I, right now... It's all over the, there's a lot of people, there's a lot of security folks, so you get a lot of people in security. I'm right right now working with a federal marshal. I'm also working with a medical doctor. I'm working with a senior IT specialist. I'm I'm working with lots of people at NASA because I do that. I've worked with a lot of people at the CDC. I've worked with a lot of military folks who are, entry level all the way up to senior executives, generals. So I've worked from ensigns to generals I've worked with, writing resumes for them. I'm also currently 
working with all sorts of working with somebody who is a housing specialist, senior level housing specialist who works in real estate before she got into the federal government. And these are people I'm currently working for right now in federal. So there is a lot. You can be anything from an engineer, IT. You could just be working in public service. So you could also be, you could, I mean, it's very, very varied. I mean, you name the job, except maybe for sales, that you have been in that you want to translate there's probably something that's equivalent in the federal government. Yeah, and, and even in the sales side, they probably have, you know, it would be a little bit different, but purchase people that are looking after purchases or dealing with vendors or there's probably something that would come somewhat translated um, because, as you said, there's there are, just, it's... Yeah, there's a lot of contract specialist procurement folks. In fact, those are skills that are highly valued as you move up in the federal government. So definitely those type of skills. You also have customer service folks. I've worked even with gardeners who work with the federal government. So you can be going ahead and you can work at being mechanics in the federal government. So it could be low-level jobs or lower-level, higher-level, goes all the way to entry-level. I've worked with folks who are not necessarily on USA Jobs. I've written, re- I wrote a resume for somebody who's now an ambassador. So tell us a little bit about, you said earlier that they have good benefits and those types of things. I think sometimes we think about the federal government paying less than the corporate world. Have you found that to be true or when might it be true? When isn't it true? It, it really depends on the job. You can look at them. Some pay more, some pay less. As you move up to the senior levels, I think they pay less. But it's all for the benefit of public service. So part of it's the public service component. At some levels, like if they want a doctor or a lawyer or some jobs, they may actually put extra money in there because they know that they were paying folks less for the jobs. But you, the one thing that's the beauty of the federal application process is that you can look at a job announcement and you know exactly how much they're going to pay you. Yes, that doesn't happen in the corporate world, does it? So that's a nice perk. It's a, it's a nice perk because you, you apply and you can look at the announcement and there'll be a range of salaries for the level you're applying for And when you come in because of changes in the rules, you're going to come in most likely at the lowest level in that range. Occasionally they can negotiate it, but assume that you're going to come in at the lowest level of the range so you know what they're going to pay you if you get the job offer. Right. Yeah, and you get that ahead of time and you can look at it and plan. And as you said, there's other things to evaluate when we talk about people evaluating or negotiating salary. It's not just the salary, right? You're looking at the benefits, the stability, the long-term prospects, all of those factors, not just the, the salary. So there's a lot of things to consider when we're looking um, for that federal job and all of the different ways that we could do that. So we're going to dive in a little bit further, but let's just talk kind of on the surface level. How does a person find these federal jobs? In general, the main site that I go to is usajobs.gov. usajobs.gov is a repository of most, but not all federal jobs. These are the ones that are civil service jobs that are associated with being competitive, maybe non-competitive jobs that are required to be on the federal site and probably cover about 80 to 90% of the jobs. It's difficult to say the exact percentages. Then you can also go to individual agency sites And sometimes they'll list additional jobs that are available. And then, especially if you're looking for something in the U.S. courts, because if you're a lawyer, 
those jobs are not listed on USA Jobs. And there are other jobs that aren't listed on USA Jobs, like jobs sometimes for the FDIC and jobs for quasi-government agencies. There are still federal government agencies, but they don't subscribe to being parts of the unions, which really is where the USA Jobs comes from. So they have a set process set to the laws to be able to have those jobs listed out. It's hard to say exactly what is and isn't, but you sometimes need to go to the sites, like some of the sites for, like the FBI, are not necessarily on USA Jobs, and there's other jobs that aren't hard to know exactly. You have to go to those sites sometimes just to find them. There's also something that's of interest at this time because we're about ready to change maybe to change administrations, there's something called the Plum Book. And that's going to come out in a few weeks. And those are the political jobs that are associated with the change in administration. And those will be able to be applied for within the next couple of months and maybe even starting at the end of this month if you're looking at the, if you're looking at, working for the, if the Biden administration comes in where you can work for the political jobs, which are also a whole range of jobs that go from middle-level expertise all the way up to the highest levels in the federal government, such as the secretaries, assistant secretaries of organizations. I spoke about an ambassador that's currently working in the Trump administration. Those kind of jobs, which are listed with political, those are going to become open within the next couple of months with the change of administrations. And even happens if Trump would get reelected, sometimes that happens again because a lot of folks like to serve one term and then leave so there is turnover there with the heads of agencies and such. Yeah, okay. Well, we're going to take a short break, but I just want to think about this, too, that we're talking about federal, which is, of course, our focus today. But this trickles down, right? You've got a state, turnovers in political you've got state organizations so we're going to talk specifically about federal but it just kind of opens our mind to think about all these different opportunities that might be available that aren't with corporate organizations state county all of those different types of organizations that maybe people aren't thinking about in their job search so we're going to take a short break and when we come back we'll talk a little bit more about finding those federal positions and how you figure out your if you're qualified and all of those important details we'll be right back in just a few minutes voice america business network the bottom line in business. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today, expertise equals credibility. When you know what to do and how to do it, people follow because they acknowledge that you know more. However, stepping up in your career eventually pushes you out of your comfort zone of expertise. How you lead at those moments requires new skills. We're here to show you how to survive and thrive. Join me, Wanda Wallace, on Out of the Comfort Zone at Voice America Business Channel. You can find more information at Leadership Forum INC. You hear about it all the time. Compromises, destructive malware, major breaches. You can't turn on the news without hearing about the latest cyber event. Learn more about cybersecurity, how it has become one of the most significant threats to our national security, and the battle experts undergo every day on your behalf to protect you, your families, and your data. Task Force 7 Radio with host George Redis is the voice of cybersecurity around the world. Tune in live every Monday at 8 p.m. Eastern Time, 5 p.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Channel. 
follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Hello and welcome back. And today we're talking with Robin Schlinger, who is a federal job search and resume expert. And Robin, you were just talking about how the federal government has some transition no matter who wins the election that's coming up there will be some transition and that people can find that through the plum book so let's just kind of circle back to that thought and then we'll move into talking about how people can find out if they're qualified okay the plum book is going to be something that's issued each every four years and that's a list of political jobs it's called Plum, P is in Papa, L is in Lima, U is in Uniform, N is in Mike, book. And it, you'll apply for on the president's site once it opens up. But you're not going to, but you need to have political connections to do that. And I don't really want to focus on that for the rest of the talk today. If you have questions about it, you can certainly email me and I can give more information at that time. Now, Great. What, so most of the agencies, talk. we're going to find them through USA Jobs or, as you said, kind of going to the agency website, right? Right. We find most of the jobs. I always like to start first on USA Jobs. So you can go to usajobs.gov, and there is, there are going to be, when you go onto the site of usajobs.gov, you're going to find a website that's listed where you can go in, much like other job search websites, where you can look up keywords, which are job title, department, agency, and they have something called series. And what series are are different work areas that, remember we were talking about, there's all sorts of different professions that are available. There's something called, there's GS series and there's WG series, and those are the different career fields. They're the occupational groups and families or career fields that the government hires people for. So for a list of them, they have miscellaneous social science, psychology, welfare, human resources management, general administration, national resources and biology, accounting and budget, medical, hospital, dental, and public health, veterinary medicine, I've written for senior folks there, engineering and architecture, legal, information and arts, business and industry, copyright, patent, and trademark, physical sciences, library and archives, Mathematics, equipment facilities and services, education, inspection, investigation, enforcement and compliance, quality insurance, supply, transportation, IT, wire communications, electronic equipment, electrical installation, and all sorts of about 20 other fields of doing things that are not professional. You can find this list. And each one of them has their own career series. There are probably more than 100 career series at this point. So there's a lot of different careers you can find jobs for. So series are the occupation. And you're going to find, when you go through it, you're going to find a lot of places where you can go ahead and look for those jobs. So you can go on USA Jobs, and there's going to be a place for keywords, so you can type in your job title, your occupation, and then you can go search for various jobs. So 
if I type in something like chemical engineer, because I was a chemical engineer before I became a resume writer, I can go ahead and I will see 26 jobs that are currently available for chemical engineers on the USA job site. Wow. Yeah, so it's, there's something there for everyone. And I love how they updated their site not too long ago, where at the very top it, it talks about the fill positions that are responding to COVID-19. So if people are interested in that. And then, as you were saying, if you scroll down the page a little bit, um, it talks about exploring the hiring paths. So I find that their website right. is pretty you know, don't feel like you just have to type in something at the top. You can, but if you scroll down that initial usajobs.gov site, there's also some pretty interesting other ways to explore the op- open opportunities. And that is absolutely correct. So when you were going through and saying explore the hiring path, that's something we need to define a bit. Things are open to the public. If you haven't worked previously for the federal government, haven't been in the haven't been in the Peace Corps or the military, or not disabled, you can only apply for jobs that are open to the public. If you're a current federal employee, you can apply for jobs that are open for federal employees. If you're a veteran or a military spouse, it's possible you could apply for jobs that are for federal employees. And if you're a veteran or a military spouse, or you are disabled, you might be able to have a step ahead in jobs where you only have to either meet the minimum requirements if you're a disabled vet or or you have a disability, or if you don't have that, but you're a veteran and you're a certain kind of veteran and you fit criteria, you still, for people who are equal to you as they're evaluated, you might step ahead of, of everybody else. So then there's also jobs that they say are for senior executives, and that's a special case, but you're still going to, that's for people who are going to be a special case for applying for jobs, and those applications are harder. I specialize in those. There are also jobs for students where if you are just getting out of school or within three years of getting out of school, there's trainee jobs there you can train to get a job. And if you're a veteran especially, all you need to, or a disabled vet, all you need to do is to meet the minimum requirements of your disabled vet and just graduated from school. And you can get trained by the government in just about anything. So it could be good or while you're going to school. You can get trained by the government and get training in jobs, too. So there's a lot of great jobs. People who are getting uh, degrees in psychology or mental health, many folks get their start working for the VA. I've worked with a lot of folks who get their training through the VA for those jobs. They open up a lot of training jobs there to work Mm. with the vets, just for an example. So there's all sorts of different places where you can go ahead and different categories. And when we look for jobs, there's, I don't know how many there are right now online, but they want me to refine the search. So I'm going to go through and put the word that in there and see what the search says. There's 10,000 jobs right now, at least up on USA Jobs. Yeah, lots of opportunity. And as you're saying, there's very different options and that you need to be aware of and thinking about what, um, how you qualify, right? Because it, you there's yeah. different sectors, different types of jobs that are available to different backgrounds of individuals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think there's about 25,000 jobs because it says I'm viewing of something of a search. But then when I do filters, I see about, I see closer to twenty to 25,000. Now, this is one thing. We're going to talk about the resume here in just a minute. But these jobs take a long time to hire. So we're not talking you apply today, you're going to be hired even in the next month. What have you seen in terms of the hiring 
process. They are supposed to take, they have a timeline to them. They're supposed to take six weeks or less, but they're proposing to to select and hire these days. Supposed to is what happens is different, but that's what they're supposed to do. And I, some agencies will do that. Some agencies won't. There's a lot of timeline before it, and then there's afterwards. Now, when you open up a job announcement, you have to be very, it's very different applying for federal jobs than it is for applying for a non, non-federal position. So if I open up a chemical engineering job that's open to the public, that is going to close, that's open. I just opened up one. And what I like to do is when I open it up and I open up the job from the search, I always like to click on the print because that gets me able to read the whole announcement. Now, when I look at the overview, you're going to see open and close dates, the salary, and I know I get paid the lowest, but not necessarily because it's two different grades. So it's GS 12 to 13. It's too short to describe it now, but that's relative to the level of experience you have. And GS 12 to 13 means I have a bit of experience and I'm somewhat of an expert as a chemical engineer. And it will tell you your duties, where you're located, and it will tell me what my responsibilities in the job would be. It will tell me the supervisory and my promotion potential, and it tells me it's in the chemical engineering job series, which is 0893, which is part of the engineering series of 800 that I told you about before. It's going to tell you whether you need an, whether you need to have clearance or not, and then it will give me the qualifications, what I had to have done. Now, you must meet all of the qualifications for the job you are applying for. If you don't meet those qualifications, they cannot hire you for the job. Unlike civilian jobs, by law, the qualifications are something you must meet. Now, if I'm applying without being somebody who's been in the military and disabled, I will not be hired unless I've had experience in doing the job duties for something because I need to be best qualified for the job. Most Well, that's jobs- a good place for us to stop. So we're going to take a break here, and then when we come back, we'll talk about how we build a resume that will show these qualifications. As you're saying, Robin, it is different. We have to make sure we meet right. these qualifications, and then we can submit our documentation so that we can, we can apply and get through the process. So we're going to take a short break. When we come back, we'll walk through how you create your federal job application and resume to apply for a federal position. We'll be right back in just a few minutes. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio, Voice America Business Network. You know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career. You can have the foresight, skills, and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities. A strategic advantage and career expert, Marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused, get found, and get hired. Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. Today we live in a truly global environment. Business can more easily be conducted now in almost any part of the world. How do you, as a business owner or professional, navigate the ever-changing business landscape? Tune in to Leadership Beyond Borders with host Kimberly J. Lewis. With a worldwide resource of guests, you'll find out what opportunities and challenges surround diverse and virtual organizations. Listen live every Tuesday at 3 p.m. U.S. Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. 
Think you've seen everything there is to see in online television? Let us surprise you. Visit voiceamerica.tv today for sports, health, business, and more on demand 24-7. Voice America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You are tuned in to The Career Confidant with Marie Zimanoff. If you have a question or comment for Marie or her guest today, please call 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You may also send an email to marie at a strategicadvantage.com. Now, back to The Career Confidant. Welcome back to The Career Confidant, and today we've been talking to Robin Schlinger about how you find and apply for a federal job. So, Robin, you were just talking a little bit about how someone could know that they are going to have a good chance of getting this job, which is a little different from a civilian position. So, kind of recap that for us. What, What do we need to do to make sure we have a good chance of getting that federal job? You need to have experience in the job duties You have to meet all of the qualification requirements, and then most announcements, probably about 80 to 90% of them, will have something called a questionnaire. Somewhere there will be a link in the announcement to open up a vacancy questionnaire preview that you will have to answer when you apply for the job. And you must be able to answer that you meet the qualifications and they'll list that in there. And then there'll be questions about the job itself, what you have done. And they'll list a whole list of things and pretty much you have to have done most of them. And then also you need to have been the expert, whether ask your expertise level, you need to be able to answer that you are the expert in something if they're asking me, you're the expert and you've led people, because those are typically the things that you're going to be graded on, and resumes, and then your resume needs to state that you've done it, because what they do is they first do an initial score based on the, how you've answered the questionnaire, which are mostly multiple choice, and then they'll read your resume to find it on your resume what you have answered to verify that you've done it, and if you haven't, they'll lower your score. So now we're going to get into the differences between federal and civilian resumes. Federal resumes are different. There's a, there's a USA Jobs form that you can fill out to apply for federal jobs. I, as a professional, don't need to do that except if an announcement requires it because I like to be able to highlight things better on a free-form Word document. You can submit it in Word or PDF. But I prefer to do that. But if you're going to do that to make sure that you include all the information required, you might want to use the USA Jobs form to apply for most jobs. And what that requires is a lot more information than what you would typically see in a civilian resume. So you're going to have to provide your name of all of your, it's more like a job application form where you're going to have to put in all the names of the people, companies you've worked for, their dates, of course. You're going to have to put in the salaries that you previously had. This doesn't affect your job. You just have to put it in. Because remember, I said the salary is already set, so it doesn't impact your negotiations or them selecting you if you put your salary in. You don't have to put your Social Security anymore. And if you put it down, actually your resume will be rejected. And then you also need to put in your clearance status if you've had it. And if you've previously worked for the federal government and the levels that you've worked there, that's information that's different than on a civilian. And then you're going to have to put in the job titles you've held, the level, salaries, hours per week that you've worked, dates, full address of where you worked, your supervisor's name and phone number, which is different. And then when you write up the job, they will not assume anything in the resume. So you must go ahead and include your accomplishments 
related to everything in the job duties, the job requirements, and everything that's in the questionnaire must be included in that resume. In addition, you're going to put in your school schooling and also the courses that you've taken, even though that's said to be optional, put it in there. You will need to be sending your transcript anyway, but I always put it in the resume. I've run into people who decided not to and later on in their careers were demoted or let go when the requirements of their job changed and required education that they actually had but had not put on their resume. You also need to put in all the courses you've attended and the dates to put in there will help scoring. Don't worry about the length of your resume. The length of the resume, actually longer, will do better in federal because you're required by law to read and include everything in there. So it doesn't help you to have a shorter resume, even though some people will say it does. It really doesn't. Except if the announcement says you have to read the instructions of the announcement. There are announcements that will limit the length of your resume to five pages. If it does, you must do that. Most announcements will say cover letter is optional and truly is optional. If they say it's optional, it will not be included in considering you for the job. It may be something the hiring manager may or may not read, but I would put everything in the resume because the only reason that's there is because President Obama said that he wanted people to be able to apply for jobs with a resume and a cover letter, but the cover letter has no legal designation except for jobs where it says it's required, which generally are for legal jobs because they want to see how you write. Then they may ask for other information, and you have to make sure that you include all the forms when you apply. So if you were in the military, you must include your DD-214. If you're disabled, you must include your SF-15. And if you work for the federal government, you must include your SF-50. So there's there's a lot of process here, and we're really spelling it all out, right? We're not assuming anything. If I was a manager, just because my title said manager, I still want to include the details about who I managed, how many I managed, what I managed, because if I don't include those details and kind of assume that people will know that a manager manages these things, then I'm going to miss out. So it's really this process of covering all of the details, crossing... Crossing all the T's, dotting all the I's. Right. And the more you include, the better chance you are to get that job. Don't assume a thing. Essentially, even though you may get an interview, assume the resume is the interview that has to answer all of their questions. And your resume will then go into a system and be scored. And you have to score to be best qualified. You have to score... 90 out of 100, so it's really like a test. So you really need to include everything to get that score of 90. And if you just need to be qualified, you have to score at least 70. Just think about it that way. And for some jobs, you have to score 95 to be best qualified. They will have a list of instructions and a job announcement. It will be detailed on exactly how to apply for that job. Some jobs used to be you could send in resumes and such like that, and there are some of those that you do still send in. Most jobs are applied for on USA Jobs. There's a couple of different systems that are used. So there's a monster system. There's a USA, there's a USA Jobs sort of system. And then there's other agencies that use other systems. So some agencies even use Palio. So it depends on the agency how you exactly apply for jobs, and they do change over time, so don't assume that you applied for a job such as at NASA one way one time, and it's going to be the same tomorrow because NASA's busy changing its system from NASA stars to USA jobs. So you really need to be, you really need to read that announcement exactly how to apply, and you must meet the deadline date Some jobs will close after a certain number of people apply. Most of them close at midnight Eastern time on the date of the announcement. On the opening of announcements, if a job isn't open for seven days, except if it's SES, where it's going to be 30 days, 
But if it's a lower level job, most jobs, if it's not open for seven days, you may want to think maybe they know who they want because that's kind of used as a hint for many agencies that they already know who they want. So this way people don't apply for jobs where they probably don't have a good chance of getting them because sometimes they're just promoting somebody. But because of the vagaries of USA law, the person has to apply for that job to get promoted. Yeah. Well, this is this is important, right? There's a lot of detail. You got to follow the rules. You got to follow the process, and but it's worth it because if you are qualified, you get you can get through there, and you can have this good, stable job helping the country or your community or whatever the agency does. So I know, you know, even myself, as you talk, I feel a little overwhelmed, but it's really, it's just a process. And if people follow the guidelines, they follow the directions, everything is pretty spelled out. You just have to follow the process, right? Exactly. And the other thing is, is that this is not what, these are, these are real jobs. There's some that are jobs that, maybe real jobs in the future, but these are real jobs as opposed to you guessing when you go to other job sites. Right. So, Robin, we're coming down to the end of our time here together. I want to make sure people know how they can follow you and get more information, ask you questions. You know, earlier you said if people have questions about that, they can ask you. So what's the best way for people to connect with you um, online or your website? What's the best way? Okay, they can go and email me at robin at robinresumes.com. Or they can go to my website, robinresumes.com, or go to LinkedIn, which, again, is LinkedIn in Robin Resumes. My Twitter is at Robin Resumes, R-O-B-I-N-R-E-S-U-M-E-S. Excellent. So if you're looking for help with your federal resume, I get, I recommend that you check out Robin's resumes and get some help. If you're a resume writer and you're looking for some training, the Resume Writing Academy also has a class for professional resume writers on federal resume writing. But we're going to take a short break and we're going to say goodbye to Robin. Robin, thank you so much for your information and sharing all of this, your expertise with us. When we come back, I'm just going to walk through some of the first steps and the basics that Robin shared so you know where to get started if you are wanting to look for a federal job. So we'll be right back here on The Career Confidant. business community's first choice in internet talk radio voice america business network you know that the career landscape has changed and that you need to be proactive about managing your career you can have the foresight skills and confidence you need to take charge of your career and seize opportunities a strategic advantage and career expert marie Zimanoff has helped thousands of leaders like you get focused get found and get hired Visit GetCareerSmart.com to find out more. That's GetCareerSmart.com or call 800-521-2080 to schedule your complimentary consultation. We hear it and read about it every day in the news. America is heading over a fiscal cliff. Home prices are still receding and unemployment growing. How can you preserve and increase your wealth in this kind of economy? Tune in to Turning Hard Times into Good Times with host Jay Taylor. Jay will explain the decline of our monetary system and the economy and will give you winning investment ideas and the tools to protect and increase your wealth. Turning Hard Times into Good Times with Jay Taylor can be heard Tuesdays at 3 p.m. Eastern Time, 12 noon Pacific Time on the Voice America Business Channel. When it comes to business, you'll find the experts here. Voice America Business Network. are tuned into the career confidant with marie zimanoff if you have a question or comment for marie or her guest today please call 1-866-472-5790 that's 1-866-472-5790 you may also send an email to marie at a strategic advantage.com now back to the career confidant 
Welcome back to The Career Confidant. And today we were talking with Robin Schlinger of Robin Resumes. No S in there, just RobinResumes.com. And she shared some great information about finding and applying for the federal positions that are available all across the country, even across the world, so that you can have a new place to look for a position. And although it's not really related, I think it also kind of opens my mind up to just making sure we're thinking about all the other opportunities that might be in our backyard. They're hired differently, different systems, but thinking about your state, your local government, and other agencies that might be in your backyard, they may be federal. For instance, when I was in Fort Collins, Colorado, the CDC was right there. Um, There are some other energy-related organizations that were down the street. And some of those might be on USA Jobs. Some of them may not be. So it's good to take a look around and just maybe, you know, poke your head up above your usual crowd that you're thinking about, your target list that hopefully you've set out as, as we start our job search with a target list. Think about how you might diversify your target list in a way that makes sense to you. Do do you know if there are federal agencies in your neighborhood or in a neighborhood that you're looking at moving, a a state, a, a metropolitan area? And what might those look like and what might the opportunities be there? Sometimes we don't think about that if that isn't where we've worked in the past, but that doesn't mean that there aren't opportunities there. As Robin was saying, chemical engineering, you look in the federal realm, usajobs.gov, and there you go. You've got chemical engineering jobs right there. If you're curious and you're just starting, I would recommend going to the usajobs.gov site first and just doing some keyword searches or just doing some location searches to see what agencies are hiring in your location, even if it doesn't have the title that you're interested in. So you can narrow it down by location or and or keywords, just to see what's out there, what's available, and what types of qualifications are they looking for, for that type of job or that agency that might be in your target geographic area. That will help you know, is this something I should focus my energy on? If there's not very many positions or there's not very many um, agencies that are close to you, it may not be worth your time, right? So you've got to do that digging, do that exploring before you decide what's going to be the best opportunity and where do you want to put your time. Once you've decided that, hey, there's an an agency or two that might be a good fit here, there, you know, some positions that I maybe even would be able to move for, again, as Robin said, a lot of times the relocation comes with these types of positions, then you can start looking at the process a little deeper. What types of qualifications do these positions require? Do I have 100% of the qualifications. Now, this is different from the corporate world, right? Because in the corporate world, we talk about 75, 80% of the, the position requirements you can apply. With the, the federal positions, you must have 100% of the qualifications that they're listing on their on their listing, on their position posting. And so, as you look at that, you're not being creative. Creative is not the word. But you're thinking deeply about how you might have those qualifications because you're likely transitioning from corporate to the federal. You want to really think about this and and how you might show that you have the qualifications that they're looking for. Don't dismiss yourself too quickly. And then you're going to go through and answer their questions. It is a detailed process. It is a detailed application. And it's also probably the most clear-cut and transparent in some ways, right? They're going to tell you how much the salary is. They're going to tell you the close date, which in a lot of corporate positions, right there, boom, boom, they don't have those things, right? They're going to give you the questions. They're going to spell out the qualifications. And it's really just our job uh, as a you know, if you're a career service provider working with someone or if you are the job seeker, it's our job to make sure we cross every T and dot every I and follow the directions to a T so that we don't miss out on this opportunity just because of the process. 
I might give you a little bit of a insight into how the working there is going to work, right? And that and that's good. It's it's a good fit for people that like the process, like the directions, and for all of the other reasons, if you can get past that and get through it, you're going to have the opportunity to connect and and get that job. Now, sometimes people say, oh, you know, networking doesn't matter. You just have to apply and be qualified. You do have to apply. You do have to be qualified. But networking can still be that nudge to get you a connection to have somebody be kind of on your side so that they're going to interview everyone who's qualified. That's the way the process usually works, right? They're going to interview everyone who scores, as, as Robin would say, everyone over a 90% or everyone over a 95%. But that doesn't mean that there's not wiggle room for a networking connection to make an impact. So when I hired for the state at Colorado State, again, different process, not quite a one-to-one here. And they would say you have to interview, you know, all the people on the list. You can't skip anyone. But we got to say how far down the list we went. So we did the grading and the number 13 person was someone that I had seen give a presentation. They were only going to interview 10 people. But I said, can we interview 13? Sure. So we did 13 phone interviews instead of 10 so that we could capture that person in the group. No skipping, no breaking the rules. And that person wowed everyone like I kind of knew she would, right? Because she'd done a good presentation. So she got to come on campus for the job interview because she had the networking connection with me where I said, let's go down to 13 to bring her into the networking or into the interview pool instead of stopping at number 10. So they are going to follow the rules, they're going to grade you, and you have to meet that grade. But then networking is still going to play a part in the interview process and that no like and trust factor to people wanting to bring you onto the team. So as we're thinking about our, our process, we're still doing the same things. We're evaluating the job, we're making sure we're qualified, we're doing a more detailed resume by far. It still needs to be easy to read, white space, using your, you know, using your formatting well. Don't be verbose just because we have to speak to each qualification. You can still write in a concise and clear manner. You're just addressing every single qualification. So therefore, there's going to be more data points on the document. And then you're doing the networking, you're connecting with the agencies, even connecting with HR to make sure you're following the process, that you understand the job announcement, depending on the agency. But I've had some clients do really well applying to some of these agencies because they connect with HR, they ask questions, they're thoughtful, they're engaged, and they get someone who's willing to walk them through the process because they believe that they'll be an asset to their organization. So the jobs are out there, there's opportunities, and you can go out and find them. If you have other questions about that, feel free to reach out to Robin, robinresumes.com, or of course, you can always ask me questions, Marie, M-A-R-I-E, at career thoughtleaders.com and we'll also you know get those answers back from Robin or our other federal um, resume expert Nancy Siegel who teaches our federal academy certified resume writer program if you want to get more great information for your career the longevity of your career feel free to check us out next week we'll be back with another great episode of the career confidant we'll see you right back here again next week thank you for listening to the career confidant marie zimanoff will return again with another terrific guest next monday at 6 p.m eastern time 3 p.m pacific on the voice america business channel be sure to join us then